Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today we welcome our very special guest, Milana Lashinsky. Milana is an entrepreneur business strategist, and a marketing mentor to coaches, authors, and speakers. She is the founder of Simplicity Circle, whose mission is to help entrepreneurs succeed and grow while keeping their business simple. Milana is also the creator of the unique marketing personality assessment tool, inventor of the Telesummit, and the author of Simplicity Entrepreneurship, Escape Burnout, find flow, and discover your shortest path to profit. Milana went from being a classical musician from the Soviet Ukraine to building a seven-figure coaching business online in America. When she's not working on her business, she writes music and enjoys Latin ballroom dancing. And before I bring her on, I just have to say, I've had my eye on Milana for years. I have been watching her from the moment she hit the internet she came online probably about a year, maybe two after I did, and I watched her just go from nothing to this meteoric rise. And I loved seeing this woman just take the bull by the horns and make it happen. And I've had a secret business gal crush on her for many years. So it's a huge honor and a huge pleasure to have her here with me on the show today. Welcome, Alana. Well, thank you so much for having me here. It's amazing to hear that you've had a a girl crush, a business girl crush on me, uh, because I've been watching you as well. And, uh, you know, we've been in the same room a few times in the last 15, 20 years. Uh, when did you start your business, by the way? So I started online in 2008, but you came on my radar probably around 2010 or 11 oh, time Oh, got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I actually was fortunate to start in 2001 with my, with my very first ebook, made my first sale, realized that uh, you can get paid for simply putting words into a file. And I got bit by the bug, by the internet marketing bug. So it's exciting. And it's my pleasure to be here and on your show. It's amazing that we've connected after all of these years, finally. Yeah, I know. Well, so that's really amazing because if you started in 2001, I wasn't even awake to the internet in 2001 in terms of being able to make any money on it or anything else. And, you know, I, it's interesting to see how it wasn't until probably 2010 or 11 that you came on my radar screen. And so the first thing I want to say um, before we dive into the interview is I have to give you credit for at least a million and a half dollars in income in my business, maybe more. And I also have to give you credit for the blessed gift of being able to run my business from home in my pajamas while I was a single mom raising my son. Because my business, when I got online in 2008, 2009, 2010, that time frame when I started to really ramp up, 
the telesummit was how I got heard by millions of people around the world. And you invented the darn thing. So you get credit. You get credit for, for like literally providing me with almost a decade's worth of income and exposure. Wow. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that, Milana. You're welcome. I mean, the Telesummit idea came to me, you know, during the search of trying to figure out how to connect with the rest of my niche, my, my audience. I also, you know, had two small kids. My husband was always... Uh, away being a trucker and I couldn't just get up and leave and travel to all these conferences and so I solved my own problem and turned out that thousands of other people said yes we can't travel either for whatever reason family or just being international being outside of the U.S. and there was a multi-day event conducted at that time over a telephone line a conference line Today, we do that more on video and on Facebook and all of those social media methodologies, but it definitely served its purpose to connect people and to build a list, uh, build their audiences, and most importantly, build a platform to get known out there by the people that really need to know you. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about your calling. Like you are really called to help people to get known, but also to create businesses that work for their lives and are simple, but also at the same time lucrative. So I'd love to hear a little bit about, because this is a little bit evolved with Simplicity Circle. Mm -hmm. You started that maybe two or three years ago. Tell us a little bit about the backstory from maybe 2001 up until the time Simplicity Circle came around. And then, like, what was the turning point that caused you to say, enough, I need to do this differently and I need to teach other people how to do it differently? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my very first product, as I mentioned, was an ebook. And everybody was creating ebooks, and I was so curious about it. I was working as a web developer at a local newspaper at that time. and. I ran across this idea of, you know, make your knowledge sell. There was an ebook like that. And I thought, I want to sell my knowledge. I know stuff about web design. So I put together an ebook called uh, How to Create Your First Website in 10 Days. That was my very first product and sold it. I, I was so confused about why people were buying it because it was just bytes, right? It was files. I was so concerned that I wasn't selling real products that I actually took my ebook, Emerald, and I put it on a CD just so I could send it to people. <laughs> mm, so you felt like you had something tangible. <laughs> tangible, not only for the customer, but I also wanted to prove to my husband and my family that I had a real business. I got stuff. Look, open my closet. I got stuff in my closet. These are real CDs. And then I started creating booklets and eventually wrote a book, Coaching Millions, Help More People, Make More Money, Live Your Ultimate Lifestyle. And slowly, slowly started really understanding the business of coaching. Actually, a funny story. My very first coach was a police officer. Uh, That was even before I knew what a coach meant, what it was all about. And he asked me a question, what does success mean to you? And I never thought about it. Up until that point, I had never asked myself that question. And so that was my first introduction to coaching. And then since then, I have worked with thousands of coaches, hundreds of thousands of people who wanted to become 
a coach and you know successfully sell their coaching services and programs and packages and just really help people in their personal and career and business growth. So I absolutely love coaching my daughter two months ago after I came back from the event where you and I ran into each other. She just had signed up for a life coach training at 19. I have no idea who hires 20-year-old coaches, but we'll find out, I guess. I'm there's glad. a mark for everyone, Milana. <laughs> there is, there's got to be, right? right? Even if it's like a, a $20, help me set my goals. I'm like Maybe that's her first ebook. Who <laughs> hires a 19-year-old life coach? <laughs> yeah, how did you become a life coach and why? I love that. I need to give her that idea. That's brilliant. But so, you know, coaching has really changed my life both as I hire coaches uh, as well as I train coaches to build a business. And um, the way I learned it is really interesting because I figured out early on um, that I didn't like selling. Actually, the newspaper company where I worked before I started my business, um, they asked me, um, are you okay selling websites, web design? I said, sure. I have no problem. I had never sold, but I don't think there is a problem. Yeah. Just pick up a phone and tell them what you're selling, right? And so by the end of first day of me trying to sell websites, I was convinced that I will never, ever, ever, ever sell again in my life because I hated selling so much. I hated the feeling of being rejected, the feeling of having to prove that I've got valuable service uh, for you to offer. And so because I decided that I didn't like selling, I realized I needed to do something to generate revenue in my business. And so I started learning marketing because if you can't so stop right there, I want you to stop right there because <laughs> I, I want you to actually distinguish this for, for our listeners yeah, yeah. because there's so many people who don't like selling. They don't want to feel salesy and there's a lot of people that don't understand what marketing means. So I'd like you to drill down a little bit right there. I, I hate interrupting the story. No, definitely. It's such, no, a that's perfect, a- it's such a perfect like place for us to say, Whoa, wait a minute help us understand why marketing is going to help you if you don't know how to sell, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so sales is basically, you know, getting with people one-on-one or in person, somehow in a contact with, in a conversation with somebody and finding out what they need, what problems they're having and matching what they need with what you have and then answering any objections or questions and making the offer, telling how much it costs and how it's going to work and the deliverables and all of those wonderful things that happen when you are about to get somebody to pull out their credit card and give you the money. Marketing is everything you do leading up to getting in front of that person, right? And so if you do good marketing, if you understand marketing and marketing strategy, what's going to happen is that by the time that person is on the phone with you or in person, they are already sold. Now they're just waiting for you to make the offer. You don't have to do a lot of convincing. You don't have to build your credibility or trust. That already happens through marketing. And so that's really the difference is I didn't enjoy the conversations where I had to ask for the sale, but learning marketing made it so easy for me to get that person on the phone with me uh, or even not on the phone, even just simply from teaching a class or a webinar or, you know, sending them an email they and self-sold. getting, and they getting self-sold, a sale yeah. that way. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. The click of the button. 
a click of the button. That's mm -hmm. what I love about internet marketing is with a click of a button, I can make money. Of course, it's not as easy as that. You have to be strategic about it. But it, to me, it's so much more enjoyable to connect with somebody who already understands what value I bring to the table. And so I had to master marketing because I didn't like selling. And as a result of mastering marketing, I was able to create a seven-figure coaching company as a result of it at the end. And for you know the first uh, 15 years or so of my business, it was just me and me and me. You know, I had a small team of assistants, virtual assistants, people who created my website, people who took care of my customers. But at some point, I ran into somebody else who had a brilliant idea to create a joint venture community. And I liked the idea so much that I said, sure, I'll partner with you. And I went into a partnership, like completely merged my business with his uh, full out just really believed in an idea so much. And the very first time we launched our program, we generated over 300 sales at $2,000, uh, making it officially a half a million dollar sale, actually more than that. But those are the numbers. And those are numbers that were great, just brilliantly done. Uh, the offer that we put together, the marketing that we've done, it was just all really amazing. And we continued to make the same offer for the next three years. The challenge started happening when I realized that I was working way too much. Yeah. And the moment I realized that was actually when I took my laptop with me to the Dominican Republic vacation that we, my husband and I usually go to in January. And I realized that I actually need my laptop. And I never needed my laptop on vacation. And so that was very unusual and noteworthy for my husband. Like, you're taking your laptop? Yeah, I got some things to do. That was the wake-up call right there, right? Well, actually, no, not yet. It was, a, it was like a little warning. Ah, that was the, the wake whisper. Up call. It whisper. was a whisper, yes. <laughs> the wake-up call was when I started having panic attacks. Mm. And I didn't even know what a panic attack was. For months, I called uh, my panic attacks episodes. I would tell my husband, I had another episode today, but I had no words to describe what I was experiencing. I remember buying a little fan so that it blows into my face while I'm doing my webinars mm -hmm. because I thought I was maybe having some kind of a heat attack or something. I honestly had no clue what was happening to me. I was so confused. And then finally, somebody said, did you have a panic attack? And I said, what's that? Started looking it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a panic attack, and I started researching more and more and more. Bottom line is that I could not uh, figure out why they were happening other than the fact that something was off in my life and in my business at that time. Mm -hmm. There was some kind of a misalignment happening. I was working way too much. My relationship with my business partner started going a little sour, and I ended up selling my half of the business to him walking away from a seven-figure company at the peak of its growth perfect just timing. because I was done with it, just because I burnt out. Yeah, perfect timing, Alana. Yeah. So we're going to take a break right now. This is perfect timing to take the break. When we come back, we're going to find out more about what happened after Milana walked away from that seven-figure business and started the Simplicity Circle. So right now, though, Wickedly Smart Women, we need some help. 
one thing that a wickedly smart woman does is know when it's time to ask for help. And so we need help. If you are enjoying this show and you want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share the show with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. And I want to shout out this week to our listeners in Pennsylvania, because that is where Milana is from. But also, I want to shout out to our listeners who are going to be listening to us probably from Ukraine. Ukraine has not yet been added to the list, but I know it will be. We've got about 20 countries downloading already. And so Milana's original home country, I'm sure as soon as she shares, there's going to be Ukrainians who are downloading, rating and reviewing. So thank you for tuning in. And we will be right back with Milana Lashinsky. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with Milana Lashinsky. She is able to be found at simplicitycircle.com and she has something special there. If you go to simplicitycircle.com forward slash super skills. There's a special gift that she has there. We'll ask her about that in just a moment. But right now, I want to just welcome you back, Milana. And let's talk about what happened after you left this seven-figure business partnership. First, I want to find out what happened to your panic attacks. And then I want to find out what happened to inspire you to start Simplicity Circle. Yeah, that's all great questions. When I left my company and my partnership, I had no business. I remember sitting in the chair the next morning in my armchair in the morning room and wondering, who am I? Why am I? What am I to do now? Am I still an entrepreneur? Can you be an entrepreneur without a business? And what do I do next? Total identity crisis confusion, uh, not knowing what to do with my time, with myself. Ever since I came to America, I was always on a go, 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 go. I was on a treadmill to get somewhere, and suddenly all of that stopped. You know, I went to college. I had kids. I got a job. I started a business. I started a seven-figure company, and then all of that just stopped, and I was confused. I didn't know what to do with myself at that point, and 
I started going through my bucket list. One of the things I always wanted to do was go to a live orchestra rehearsal. And so I went to the Baltimore Symphony just to sit in the back as a symphony orchestra was rehearsing their performance, which was happening the next night. Totally enjoyable experience, very unusual to watch one person make an entire collection of people, lead them in one sound. A lot of business lessons in that as well for me. (laughs) But what I started thinking about was that I need to start a new business. And I started figuring out, you know, going on Google and searching, uh, maybe I should focus on teaching this thing or that thing. And no matter what idea I put into the search engine, you know, I saw that hundreds, if not thousands of people already were teaching that. And already solutions were created. And there was, it seemed like there was nothing new out there that I could bring to the table. And I thought, all right, this is not 2001 anymore. You know, we're 20, uh, 17 years later. Yeah, new whole new landscape. <laughs> yes, there are millennials teaching stuff that they just learned. There are veterans like me who've been teaching stuff for years and still are. And so once again, I wasn't sure what to do. And so I started talking to people and going to different events. And I remember sitting at an event, somebody you and I both, I think, know. And I remember watching him teach his material. And it felt like, you know, it's all marketing stuff. And it's like, it felt so overwhelming and complex. And I remember just looking around the room at all the people and thinking, these people are going to go home. They're not going to implement even a fraction of what they just heard. They're confused, overwhelmed, scared. It's also complex. I wonder if there's a simpler way to do, to be an entrepreneur. And I remember writing the word down in my notebook, simplicity. And I don't know why that word specifically resonated with me at that moment, but I didn't want all the complexity that I experienced in that event. And I also started realizing that the reason that I started having panic attacks and my business was so overwhelming and so unstoppable and not in a good way. Like I built a monster that needed my attention. I could not stop the monster. I had to get rid of it. That's why I sold it. I didn't want to be in the same situation again. I wanted to build a multiple six to seven figure business again, but not in that same way. And so I started coming to the realization that when somebody says to you, this is the fast and easiest way to grow your business, it just means that it's the fastest and easiest way for them. Yes. Right? And if somebody says, you know, this is the best tool or the best strategy ever, it's because they found it working for them. And so what I realized is that we're all different people. And this is not like a brand new idea, but I saw it in a very new light is that, you know, Einstein said everything should be as simple as possible and no simpler. What he didn't say is what is simple and what's simple to me is going to be complex to you and vice versa, right? So at that point, I decided to start a new company, Simplicity Circle, where the the main idea, the main focus is that you can grow your business and you can thrive and you can make a ton of money, but without killing yourself, without the pushing and the grinding and the burning yourself out and the overwhelming amount of activity that drives a lot of business owners into having health issues 
divorces and parenting issues. You know, I didn't want any of that, right? And so I actually figured out that there is really no way to distill for people what kind of business growth strategy or marketing strategies they should use. So I'm looking at somebody to my right and they're doing, you know, gazillion of marketing strategies. I'm looking at somebody to my left and they're doing gazillion marketing strategies. And I'm looking at my own life and business and thinking, what should I do? What is the right thing for me to do? And a lot of people were asking that question. And so that is how my assessment actually was developed is people didn't know how to make decisions about the kind of marketing they needed to do, the kind of business models they needed to build, the kind of offers they needed to create. And so I literally just talked to somebody uh, yesterday who said, Milana, I don't know what kind of products I should offer. Should I be creating a coaching program, a six-week coaching program, a 12-year mastermind program? Maybe I should just sell it as a course. And then do I, should I do Facebook Live or should I start my own YouTube channel? There is this an overwhelming number of things plaguing our minds and we don't know how to make decisions. And so the marketing super skills tool that I created actually tells you the best marketing approach for you and your personality. Mm-hmm. And that's the free gift that I'm happy to share with, the, with our listeners, Emerald, at simplicitycircle.com slash superskills. You basically discover whether you are a teacher, builder, champion, or connector. And based on your personality type, you can see what kind of marketing you need to do, what kind of language you need to use. You know, a lot of those things will become so clear mm-hmm. once you know your natural marketing style, because that's what we are trying to find. What comes natural to us? Yeah, because when it's natural, then there's ease and there's flow and there's no friction and there's no burnout and there's clarity. And it's sustainable. It's yeah, sustainable. sustainable. You can just yeah. keep doing it because if it's not natural to you, you'll do it for a little while and then you'll start finding yourself pushing. Yeah, and it also, you, you erode your own trust in yourself. You start to erode your, yes. you know, create self-doubt and all of those other things when you're yes. not in alignment. Yeah. You, you might start feeling inadequate and you yeah. start questioning, am I even meant to be an entrepreneur? And most importantly, you don't get results from marketing that doesn't align with your super skills. You have yeah. to do the marketing that you do in a way that sits right on top of your most natural skills, abilities, and tendencies that you would normally do anyway. Beautiful. I love that. And, you know, I think that we only have a couple of minutes left, but, you know, our culture, our culture in the U.S. is just work hard. And if you work hard enough, things will work. And, and I'm challenging that idea across the board because I don't believe that's true at all. I do believe that we need to put in devotion. We need to put in, invest time and energy and money into what it is that we're creating. But working extra hard and killing yourself, burning out, having health issues, which I'll raise my hand, that has happened to me as well, is just not in service. So if there's one final thing that you'd like to leave our Weekly Smart Women listeners with to help them really own their capacity to decide for themselves what's best for them using the tools and assessment that you are offering here, what would it be? Yeah. First of all, I didn't answer your question. The, the way I stop panic attacks is I learned tapping, EFT. Ah. 
Ah, okay. That was uh, really a tool that I discovered. But to answer your question, you know, my son and I always argue about the idea of natural skills, natural abilities. My son, the, uh, the person who is getting his graduate degree from MIT, is telling me, don't tell me that people are born with natural skills. I never knew how to dance. I never knew how to speak in front of an audience or how to be a computer programmer. I had to work my ass off to get all of those skills. And I agree. But here's the thing. You can push yourself and you can grind yourself to the point where you are burnt out. Or you can stretch yourself outside the comfort zone in the right direction for you, right? Amazingly, his degree is in aerospace engineering and politics. And what he has come to is that he doesn't want to be an engineer. He wants to be a leader and a manager. One day I'll tell him, you learn engineering and you took a lot of engineering classes, but look what you do now. You speak, you lead, you manage, because that's what you're naturally drawn to. That's what you're naturally focused on mastering. So stretch yourself outside your comfort zone in the right direction. You feel drawn to, and this quiz will really help you understand what that natural path is for you when it comes to marketing. I love that. Thank you so much, Milana. And someday you'll you'll say, I told you so. You'll do the mom thing. I told you so. I'll do the mom thing. All right, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Milana. It's it's really been a pleasure to spend time with one of my sheroes of the internet. And listeners, we do love feedback. Please go ahead and download that tool that Milana has so generously offered. We'll put that information in the show notes. Also, let us know what you thought of the show by calling into our listener line. We have that number in the show notes as well. Or send in guest suggestions or questions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.